Oh, what got his ass now? You have to be fast on the track. I hate that guy. This race can change the rest of your life. Those absolute clowns at 15bmx.com. Go on, do my best, and whatever happens, then it's good. My bottle got stretched a little bit. And I got a tight little butt. Look, I'm about to light this shit up. Coffee chatter live. Where are you guys at? Oh, Canada! Coming out of the answer tent right now. Pop dog, millionaire! Coming out of the answer tent right Spakes now. Make some noise, sorry, Pop dog, millionaire! What the fuck's happening? Hold on, T. What's, what's happening? We're back. We're back. <laughs> yeah, Why sorry. was there two intros happening? Because just like my video quality this thing is just a complete mess right oh were you now. just were you just on the live stream is that why it was playing in the background so yeah so what happens is oh, usually okay. you want to just intro the show quickly all right show <laughs> 235 we are broadcasting live february 19th 2024 fuck yeah coffee chatter baby um oz world cup preview second weekend of the world cups of the year Really exciting. Um, I, I'll apologize now. Now that that's introed, I'll apologize. It's crazy, dude. So my phone didn't charge up enough because I was using it all day to do what I normally do. And I have to record on my phone because as you can see, the video quality for people watching on Facebook is absolutely horrific right now. Like the lighting. Why? I don't, you don't see the lighting problems? I haven't looked at it. Let me check. You just take a look. The lighting looks horrific. Like I have a, I told you, I have a decent laptop. It's not a Mac, but it's like, it's a very good computer. Everything it does other than the video quality on my Zoom is, to me, a 9 out of 10. It's really good. But every time I try to use my computer for video on Zoom, I get the worst-looking video I could ever see. Like, I'm talking... This thing's I mean, like, it's, looks more, like, it's more or less fine. It's, I don't think it really matters. Okay. Like, to me, it looks like a freaking Nokia from 2002, like iPhone, or not even iPhone, whatever. It's so, hard to tell, but I don't think it's a big deal. Anyways, normally I mute my computer, and then uh, you don't hear that, but I forgot to mute it because it's a whole different... No problem. We got so. we got people coming in the chat on Facebook. We're live streaming on our Facebook coffee chat, our Facebook page. So thanks to our live listeners. Progate Europe. Winning starts at the Great Gate. Delaney Vaughn, excellent start due to her gates. We're so good in New Zealand. Fantastic starts, eh? You know, it's like it's like she's been there, she's done it, she's practiced on a Progate Europe. She does. It's not a yeah. surprise, right? She does practice on one. So yeah, it's not a surprise. She's a great starter. Um I'm stoked to announce my 2024 clinic schedule. I will be announcing uh, very soon. I'll be at tracks in both the U.S. and Canada, coaching uh, one and two-day clinics. So some tracks I've been to before and some new ones as well. Just working out the final details with some tracks. But yeah, stoked to be announcing that and get back on the clinic tour as well, spring and summer, fall. Heck yeah. Got a big list um, lined up? Yeah, similar to last year. So I'll be going back to some tracks I went to last year and then um, some had some new ones reach out that I'll be going to as well, some places I haven't been. So I'm pretty excited. It'll be fun. Any, uh, any, is Davenport, Iowa on the list yet? Davenport, Iowa is not on the list, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go there at some point. Hell yeah. All right. I love to hear it. Um, one of our guys, I think it was, was it Eli? Somebody else was sending us a little link to a track that was uh, in Iowa, I think, or close to, and they're like, they're getting pretty close to Davenport, Iowa over there. Mm, so. Yeah. I got to get out there soon. You got, um, got to. but I'll, I'll be posting my clinic schedule on Instagram, Facebook, and Torinog.com as well in the near future. So stay tuned. Bakersfield this past weekend. Just want to give a quick shout out to one of my riders that I coach, Dom Goslin, first ever podium at a USA BMX national got third and 13 X on Sunday. So pretty stoked for him. He's been working hard and it's a big result for him. 
Hell yeah, congrats. Pretty so, pretty cool that you can use your social media platform now to you know, post this kind of information and people don't have to like go to separate tracks, you know. I guess the people at the tracks will probably find it there too, but it's just like, boom, just follow you. You get all your information. It's easy with social media these days, everything. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Yeah. I need to ask you a question. I need your honest opinion. Yeah, so, hit me with it. Have you ever noticed that I have physically a very large head? Oh, yeah. 100%. Like it's it's really big, right? Mm, it's not like really big, but it's like you definitely don't have a small head. You definitely are in the proportion of having a larger size head. I, and I've always known that about myself, that I have a big head. I always wore, wore like big helmets, whatever. We're at the gym a couple days ago, me and Savannah. We're on the treadmill. <laughs> All of a sudden, she just looks over and goes, your head is huge. <laughs> What the hell? It's like, yeah, I know. And I, I just thought of it. I remember seeing a picture of me and Eli Staten at the Grands. And I remember the, for some reason, when she said this, I thought of that photo. And I just remember looking at myself and like in proportion to my body, my head looks pretty big. And that's the thing. I don't think it looks proportionately big. Okay. Okay. I will say, so here's the one thing that looks different. So knowing you from the days of you being a racer and being like a monster, like you were huge, a jack. You've definitely gotten smaller since then physically. Mm-hmm. Like your legs aren't as big, your upper body's not as mm-hmm. big, everything's just a little bit smaller. So your head looks bigger to me than now. Like that's what just happens, I feel like. But I even now, I don't be like, I don't look at you and be like, ah, big head. Like that never crosses my <laughs> mind once. You imagine look at someone, oh, big head. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's definitely people that you look at and they're like big head or small head. That's the total, that's absolutely a thing. It is a thing. For sure. And it's hard not to notice when you see someone with one of those features. Right? I like. I yes. think an, a small head is more noticeable. People have a small head. Mm, yeah. No, that's true. One of my buddies here has a big head, definitely. And I don't, but I don't think, I don't look at him and be like, yeah, big head. I just, if I looked at it, I'd be like, you know, good size head on that guy. You know, there's people of all shapes and sizes on this earth. Yeah. Would you rather have a big head or a small head? I've only had one, so I'll go with big head. Fair enough. There you go. Good answer. That's a good mm-hmm. answer right there. Yeah, go with I'll go with one. Yeah. Um, I gotta say Sundays are a bit weird without football now. It's kind of a lull in sports, and I don't like it. Yeah. Would you uh, would you do this weekend? Um, watched Bakersfield live stream. Watched um golf. This golf was super boring. Half the players are on live now, so the tournaments. I mean, we're not gonna get into it. We're not a golf show, but I think the tournaments in golf right now are boring. Let's put into like I know we're not because everyone hates it, but let's put into BMX terms a little bit. Like, can you imagine if like every there was no World Cups or there was like a World Cup series and then also like I don't know just another series and like an, the other side of the World Series and it just took half the good guys out? It'd be we'd never see them all together. It'd suck. It'd basically be like if you took the USA BMX Pro Series and split it into two series. Basically, be like okay, uh, Joris still racing uh, USA BMX, but then Cam has gone to another series and you basically just like pair it off. It's kind of like, well, you're missing, missing the whole thing. Missing the juice. You want to see the best yeah. against the best. That's what sports is. You don't want to see them splitting them up like that. I think this just goes to show in sport, in our sport, whatever you need, you need best on best. And that's why I think world cup racing in our sport is, is the best to watch because you have the best people from everywhere for sure. Other like USA BMX series is very strong but you don't have absolutely everybody. It's true. Yeah, it's like, um, I think at the end of the day, the whole, the idea that the Olympics is as exciting as it is, is because you know you're getting the best of the best at the one biggest competition ever. That only mm-hmm. happens four times a year. Well, if you want the best of the best competing yearly, you watch World Cups. And every step down from there, I think is you're, you're eliminating some of the talent pool, right? So 
the Euro Cups, you're limiting a good chunk of North American and South American. And then same with USABMX, you might get some South Americans, but you're not going to get as many Euros. And it just, it fiddles down from there. USABMX and like Euro stuff, very, very exciting to watch still because the talent pool is so big. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like that's where the PGA Tour is at still right now. But it's getting to that point where it's like, if, if you start taking more of those good guys away, like what's the point of watching? That's kind of, I've always loved watching it. And now I'm, I was watching it like, this is so boring. You just know like, there just, are other good guys that aren't there that could be beating them. There's some, av- like it's, I don't want to say average guys, but there's some guys that wouldn't normally be there that are now just up there. And it's like, hmm, I don't know. It's not that fun to watch. I would be feeling a lot better about all this too. If, if uh, JT was winning, Spieth was winning, Rory was just constantly winning or fucking, even if t- maybe Tiger was up there winning, that would really help. But when Tiger gets ill and has to leave the tournament and JT's missing the cut when only fucking four guys missed the cut, I mean, Spieth, it's just tough. Spieth, Spieth messed up his score. Yeah, yeah, guys, get it together. <laughs> For people that don't like golf, this is why you will not like golf, is that some guy can sign a scorecard accidentally with the wrong number on it. And the scorecard is like that. He signs a scorecard that he didn't put the numbers into. And because he designed it but didn't look at the numbers and one of them was wrong, he gets disqualified. Year 2024 and they're scoring a tournament that guys play for three, $4 million. They're, they're having guys pencil their own score on a piece of paper when they already do it electronically. It's That's the most, a joke. It's the most archaic way of doing things. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You mean to tell me that they haven't come up with some electronic system that just tracks what they score? Like We see it on TV as accurate. We do it in BMX. We have an electronic system in our sport. <laughs> That's a multi-billion dollar sport. You have guys writing on a piece of paper and pencil what they Crazy. fucking got on a hole. It's it's a joke, dude. That It's such a joke. It's absurd is what yeah. it is. It's like ba- it's like a basketball if you didn't have electronic score. If you had an electronic scoreboard, but like the players had to keep track on a clipboard on the sidelines. Yeah. And then if you messed it up, you just got, you just lost the game automatically. That's the equivalent. Each team has to keep track of the score of the other team. And then at the end of the day, they just come together, sign each other's piece of paper and hand it in. Like that's what they'd have to do. That's what the NBA would have to do to, yeah. How just it, there's no words for how stupid that is, especially for how much money is in there, dude. It's insane. It's it's completely absurd. Yes. Um. So we have a few. We got some Sylvan social media check ins. We also have an injury report. So I started making a Sylvan social media check in, and then I remembered all the injuries. So let's just go through the injury report. Yeah, first this, this people sucks, are out. Sucks to see, but we'll, we'll go through it. It's half Sylvan social media check and half injury report. Cam Wood out indefinitely. Man, that is just devastating for him. Um, that yeah, one come out right USA, after this, our show last week. I think it did. Yeah, we. Yeah. I think on the show we weren't sure. Nothing had been posted about it. People were kind of wondering, but yeah, devastating for every for him and everyone involved in his journey. Holy shit! I I don't know how long the injury is, but it sounds like from his post he retore his labrum. Something like that, dude. I think it could have been even Fuck. worse than just that. Like so, whatever he did to his shoulder before, which was not good as everyone saw like it took him months to recover and get back so i think it's definitely this is obviously earlier than his one last year so hopefully we see him back on the bike earlier in the year is that going to be enough to be before i i imagine it's not the world so is it before the olympics i think we have to hope and we got to then he has to hope he gets picked at this point right i mean if it's if he requires surgery again i don't know if he'd be okay for the olympics that's a long injury yeah, I, I would love to know, like, we never talked to him about, like, I guess the, in his process getting back, how much did he make sure he was ready to go last time? Like, in the sense of yeah. in knowing it's the Olympic year and it's the Olympics, how much could you shave off and push through a little bit of extra pain, but risk a little bit more to race the Olympics this year? Like, is there a margin there that he could? I don't know. 
Yeah, and remember when he, we had him on the show, he, he said he wasn't even sure if he was going to go to L.A., and then he went and obviously won. But, yeah, yeah like, I mean, do, what's the exact date of the Olympics? Do you know? Or we could look it up real quick. Let me look it up really quick because it's a tough. March, April, May, June. It's yeah. like five or six months. Mm, man, that's tight. I think it's really tight for a shoulder injury like that. Oh, it's got to work out. July 6th, 2024. What? That seems really early. It's kind of different every year. So it's July 26th to August 11th. Okay, so say beginning of August. Yeah, it sounds uh, normal. March, April, May, June, July. Five and five and a half. And I don't know. For That's, shoulder surgery? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if he's any surgery, obviously, but yeah, with an injury like that, you probably do. And so I hope he's back, but it's very realistic that he may not be, which would be devastating, obviously. Man, it makes that pick really tough for theirs. If they only get one spot makes it really tough like are you going to pick somebody let's let's just put it out there that the two cams are at the top right now i'd say oh you right? pick cam larson for sure you have to he's yeah, the only one coming 100%. in with like racing right like he's doing really well too like he made the main this past yeah yeah he's fine. i mean yeah but yeah so do you think that you get you probably wouldn't get two now huh i mean it's gonna suck because yeah i think at this point it's just the way it works with the three guys getting points once one of those guys is out it's screwed, like the t- the kinda. country behind them. Yeah. The country behind them has like their third guy. Every time that he scores, you just chip away. There's no like, yeah. To, I guess trying. there's not a ton of racing left really though. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah. So two, like, four, who do you th- two, four World Cups and a, and a World Champs. I think it's, it's close. There's a lot of but points, still, I guess. But, yeah. yeah. Um, who would say hypothetically, if they get a second spot, hypothetically, Cam Woods out, Cam Larson's number one, who, who would you pick for your second spot? I was talking to someone about this recently. It's a, it's an interesting conversation to have. I'm trying to think of what are my options? Who would I go with? So I'm thinking out loud. I'm thinking Jay Smooth is in that third spot. I think for points right now, I think Corbin have, is okay, a sorry. staple. Continue. Corbin's just the staple in there racing, mixing it up constantly right now still. I think it's just those two. Is, am I am I missing somebody obvious like of like the the guys you'd pick? Shibby's a national champ. Yeah, but I don't think he's done anything on, on at this point on the international scene to pick him. And I, I know it's national champ, but like we all know that racing nationally is different from World Cups. And I think those guys mm-hmm. will say the same. It's an interesting conversation to think about who you'd potentially pick. Yeah. Like you, yeah. Let, okay. You want to do the three of them? I mean, do you go with somebody who has experience or do you go with somebody who has fire? I think Jay Smooth has a lot of fire right now. Definitely not as much experience as Corbin. Corbin's been at that level for a long time, gone to what, three Olympics now? Two Olympics? Two Olympics? Two. Two. Yeah. So um, you give him another shot knowing that he knows what it's like. Is that worth it? I don't know. Mm, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. I think it comes down to these final races. You'd have to see which who does better and like play a lot off that. Just pick Sean Day. Just go an absolute youngster. Let him unleash. Just go a youngster. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be wild. <laughs> um, Ava Corley crashed super hard. I don't know if it was today, but I saw her post today and is out of U23 World Cup this weekend. Did you see this crash? I, so the funny thing is I saw it right before we started the show because it opened uh, it opened oh. Coffee Chatter Instagram. Oh, boy. Was it a bad one? Ooh, classic dead sailor over the triple. Gets caught off to the side and then just bins Chased it. it. Yeah. Then eject Ocedo face first. So I hope she's okay. By the sounds of it, I think she hit her head and something else. So I hope she's doing okay. And I say, uh, this isn't to, she wears the small fly helmet and, you know, she's like, thanks for fly racing for saving my head. Well, she has a photo of here getting her chin all cut up. 
That's tough. Tough look for the helmet. Yeah, I think like though, to be, fa- to be fair, I've had the big moto one, and I think I've had the same. Really? Yeah, I oh, think so. I guess just the way, I guess if you go chin down, I guess. I mean, you crash hard enough, it's like. Yeah. I never had the chin chin issue. Or maybe, I mean, you could probably, I don't know, maybe she just smoked it on her handlebars. Yeah, it could be too. You never know, right? You never know. So if you go straight down, it doesn't, like nothing's there. That's so. a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, Laura's out as well. I saw from her post, she went to New Zealand for surgery on her collarbone by the sounds of it. Yeah, that, I think her thumb. Was it just her oh. collarbone? I think maybe her thumb even too. I think they did some work on her thumb. But yeah, she was pretty banged up from her crash in New Zealand as well. Yeah, it seems like it. Tough too, like uh, both sides, like arm, shoulder on one side. It looks like hers, her thumb on the other side. I mean, she'll be fine for the summer, I would think, though. Those are, I mean, I think pretty so too. Quick, pretty yeah. quick overall injuries. Yeah. I got to think she's in a good spot in that sense, in the sense of like, you know, she's done her, she's gotten the results. She is the, that girl that they're going to choose. And now she has the time to, to prep. She just doesn't now get that race experience. Experience. Yeah. I don't think experience is the right word, but she doesn't get the race prep that she would probably like. No, but if you really wanted to, you could find someone to race, I'm sure. Anyway, before. She was looking great, too. It sucks. I mean, we, I, yeah. we, I think we both agreed, like, the last couple of years, the other girls had the edge on her, and it looked like she was kind of back. Mm. She was looking really good in New Zealand. That's too bad. But, yeah, hope she has a speedy recovery. Bodie Turner, some serious injuries from New Zealand, too. Wishing him all the best. I talked to... What were his exact words? Broken um, femur? Yeah, let me... Harley. So we had... Mm. Oh, wrong chat. One sec. Yeah, so I saw there was a GoFundMe for it. Oh, there was a GoFundMe for him? I think so. Mm. Let me see. So he... Yeah, he smoked his femur. Surgery for Rodin. He's moving around, but it'll probably be in New Zealand a few days before he can travel back. Once the femurs cool down a bit, they can assess anything else that might have happened. Yeah, broke his femur, and then obviously it looks like they're going to assess what some other stuff was. So, yeah, wishing him a speedy recovery. That's a gnarly injury, too. Yeah. And we saw from, yeah, pretty, it was pretty high up, I think, on his femur, too, which is, I think, the higher up, the gnarlier it can be. Um, you know what's crazy about femurs, though? Like, after surgery, you get a rod put in or whatever, they get you walking, like, the next day. Yeah. Like, that day. It's wild. That is crazy, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. I they, I know they do the same with like replaced hips and stuff. It's pretty amazing they can do that. But I guess like with the femur, once it's like, once you got hardware in there, it's going to stay together. So I guess it's still just crazy to think of like it's together, but you're still putting pressure on broken bones. Like those bones just oh, don't instantly brutal. like yeah. boom, glue together. They're good. Like you're putting pressure on, I don't know. It's just, it, it would be gnarly. I can't imagine. For sure. Yeah. I know, um, like some moto guys with broken collarbones, once they get it played, it they've raced with a broken collarbone. The same thing, I guess. Like it's pinned, and you can just—I mean, it'd be brutal, I'm sure. But yeah, just probably hurts like a shit ton. But they know. Oh, it's like I'm going to sh- be. Can you imagine yeah. in motocross the beating they take with their bodies, like oh. the whoops and the ruts and oh my god, they're gnarly, hey? Like they just really and they get all the extra drugs they could possibly get—not drugs, but they get all this random shit. It seems like because they just hop right on the bike, like within way too short of amount of time than you would expect. And they're just out there racing. And you're like, how are you doing this? This is nuts. You'd be pumped full of pain. Yeah. For sure. yeah. I mean, I remember talking to my physio. What, like when I was racing, he's, I was talking about this very thing and he's like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Like after two weeks, he's like, you could probably race with it. Like it'd be obviously painful, but he said that for BMXers too, depending on the situation. Yeah. And I guess a big part of it is like, you got to let you, I guess your wound might not be healed. So that's probably a bigger issue. Is your right. wound like if you get dirt in that or a bus open, then you could 
get a bone infection and be really in trouble. Yeah, you remember Anthony Dean when he came on? He was talking about his, yeah, his shoulder and his, I was like, just thinking about his going back to get like the infection taken care of or something. You can die from that. Like if it gets into your bones, it's life threatening. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It it's a really, it's a yeah, it's really bad. So really bad. Um, a couple still on social media check-ins. Neek's not racing this coming weekend. He's back in back in SoCal training. I saw he was at San Diego BMX this past weekend as well. Um, he's, so he's just not the, racing Oz. He's a SoCal kid now, hey? He is. He's got a SoCal check. He's doing it the right way. Same <laughs> yeah. same way I did. He's, he's, he's got to get a SoCal check and then stay in SoCal. That's the way to do it. Just <laughs> living, baby. In the sunshine, good spot, good vibes, great talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well it. done, Neek. Good on you, pal. Um, <laughs> Pills, our guy Arthur Pollard, posted a beach photo yesterday. What the fuck is this all about? This was some tomfoolery. I don't know what he was, what he had going on, but he posted a beach photo and then he tagged like a city in France. And I was like, "What the, is he back in France?" So I, I DM'd him. I was like, Are "You racing this weekend?" And he's like, "Yes." So my guess is he is in Australia on the beach and just for whatever reason tagged a French location. Maybe he's just like sending a postcard to his French friends. But I put two and two together because it's it's not warm in France right now, even though it is a Mediterranean climate. So it's unlikely that he'd be on the beach. So I'm thinking. He's in Oz and posted a France location. Great uh, investigative duty you did there, putting those two together with the cold weather. I mean, it stumped me a little bit. He's just trying to be—he's trying to be that guy. He's trying to showboat for his friends at home. Be like, look at me—I'm on the beach. We because at it. first, I <laughs> at first I was like, is this fucking guy not racing the World Cup this weekend? What are we doing, <laughs> Phil? <laughs> you know the Olympic spots on the line right now. What are we doing? Yeah, are you just back in France on the beach, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine, dude? I. I would, I'd be like, it's so confused if he just decided to stay home. So confused. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That one kind of, that's kind of random. So, you know, good to see him racing. So that's, that's the, I think that's one of the most exciting things to watch right now is that French spot. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. It's the most, maybe, a, maybe more of a two horse, two horse deal now. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's why it's exciting for the third, but it kind of hurts that it's that open right now for, mm-hmm. for it. But Oz yeah. World Cup. Um, coming up this weekend, the track is is tech, but looks really good. Yeah, do you like it? I'm a I'm a big fan. What do you think? It looks pretty technical, but at the same time, it's like big, fast, wide open, long. You make passes everywhere. I think like well, this year with between New Zealand and this Oz track, we we have two proper Supercross tracks. Hundred percent. I mean, yeah. Think about the whole year if they had Papandreou on the schedule too. You have three tracks with technically three first jumps down the first straightaway. It's awesome. Like that's what we like to see. I think, I think um, Sleeman here. It looks. It's very big. It's it's quite open. But at the same time, like because it's so technical, it almost it doesn't bode well to like the the Neek who wants to un, like unload after the first jump and just kind of like shift gears. It definitely looks like those next two jumps come pretty quick. So it's very, I'd say, more of that rider bias kind of guy. Like it's gonna be somebody who's like better on the technical jumps. Just keep it in tight. You don't have to worry about shifting gears. But um, like the second straight. That first one out of the turn to me it looks really technical. I, I've I'm almost worried to see what happens with a full rack on the step down part before the mm-hmm. big double. That can get you if you're if you're thinking about the double after it, you could easily bonk that manual and lose speed. Right? It was like that's a huge yeah. drop down for, for on uh, that. So um, you know, if you think about the Supercross tracks this year for World Cups, World Champs, Olympics, there's not really any small ones. No, it's awesome. <laughs> right it's yeah, really good none of them are that tight like obviously tulsa and rock hill aren't aren't as tech but they're still like pretty big wide open yeah tracks. like it's big enough to feel like it's not that small two jump first straight track where you're like okay this is kind of annoying like let's give the guys three jumps like at least it's decent first straights on every one right yeah um 
I guess I guess this uh, one, Rock Hill's kind of two jumps now, but yeah. <laughs> Rock Hill's first straight is just not good. Just I mean, trash. Just, absolute trash. Absolute. I gotta say, if we don't. It's trash. It's the first. Trash. <laughs> like, it's so we're not gonna bad. get too into it. We'll do our preview later. But the first first jump is a travesty. Yep. <laughs> the first. Like it's... we're not gonna get. Oh, that was the live stream. Right on. Yeah. Sorry um, about that. We're checking the game film in lot in real time. I was. Uh, I uh, should just mute my computer right now so we don't have that issue. I can't. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how the track unfolds. I think there's gonna be a lot of passing, just like we saw this past weekend in NZ. Yeah. Um, that first turn looks pretty tight. I got to say, you, like it looked like it was the guys, the people mm. jumping into the turn. It definitely, I mean, not too tight by any means, but it's definitely going to, I think, cause some some action if people are running it inside and somebody's coming around from the outside. Like it seems like you fly up the turn really quickly. Yeah, you land and then just shoot right into the turn. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think did that'll ever, be that'll be entertaining. Did you ever ride it? I did, but back when it was the other design, um, so it was a little bit different. Like the jumps down the first yeah. straight were different. Same with the yeah, the whole track really was different. So yeah, and I never wrote this one before. Yeah, um, second straight though, I think some guys will make mistakes on the first short jump. Some guys will overshoot it on the uh, the double part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, third straight's no not easy either. Like there's it's pretty tech too. Like proper proper jumping. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like it's 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 kind of. This is the difference. Like it can be technical, but the jumps are still massive. It doesn't have to be small mm. and technical. Like it's big and technical. Like the manuals in. It's I saw people like not struggling, but there was definitely some guys that looked more comfortable on it. I think it probably takes some time, some efforts to to get comfortable with how to go through it fast. And um, I think I we always say the guys that are locals have the upper hand. They have a little edge, but another one of those tracks where I think the locals definitely do. I was just gonna say that too. You read my mind. I think if this is your local track, you got a big advantage. Yeah, like there are little things. Like it's those little uh, things around the track, like being comfortable with the first turn, being comfortable with that jump out of the first turn, being comfortable with that third straightaway. Like those little things, they add up, right? And, and so in talking about, uh, anyway, we were talking about the broadcast last weekend, I was just thinking Rich Eames. So he's not at the races. He's doing it in his like little bunker studio in, in England. Okay. He's got to yeah. be doing, okay. he's doing it in the middle of the night, I think, with the time change. Oh shit, hey. I never thought yeah, about like, that. Yeah, he probably like is. he's got to just have a coffee and run it like two a.m. Whatever, like that's that's commitment. <laughs> that is commitment. I mean, he's getting paid to do it, so I guess it's the that's the job. But damn, that kind of sucks at the same time. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I like yeah for yeah. sure. You it's know what? Easy. Rich is such a fan at the same time. I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't doing this. He might even still get up just to give it a watch. You know, I wouldn't be surprised either. I yeah. love that. Yeah, so he loves that's it. That's why yeah. it's one of the reasons. One of the reasons he's the right guy for that job. But yeah, it's fine. Shout out, Rich. Commitment, doing it through the night, having a coffee and getting after it. Absolutely love it. Um, I love it. You know, Sleeman already has their pro gate. They, uh, it's the old grading, but you know, still great. Still good fast gate. Um, just got to shout that out. Love it. Love to see it. You don't see slow pro gates anymore. You don't. It's awesome, right? Yeah, they're rockets. Yeah. That's what we like, right? Rockets. It's all you need. If you get yourself a pro gate these days, guys, your gate's going to be a rocket just like all these other tracks. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into some elite men and elite women. Let's start off with the elite men, the Aussies, Isaac, Jack, and Josh. Three Aussie boys, what do we think? I think three guys that, um, being locals, I think they all have ridden here enough times. I mean, Isaac, it looks like he's had, like, lots of camps here, lots of time on the track. I mean, Josh mm-hmm. has, has basically been a local, I think, in the past, too. Um, I don't know how much time Jack's had on the track, but 
I mean, three guys that I just feel like they got some some juice fly going into this race, just knowing it's at home, it's in Sleeman, it's in Australia. Yeah, they're all familiar with the track. I'll road there a bunch, and especially with home crowd, home atmosphere. Australia is a big BMX country. I know with our like listeners on this show, they're one of our top countries that um, with our listeners. So they have a big BMX culture, big BMX following. I feel like they really support their pros like they have over the years, but there was Sam, Kaylin, Caroline, Lauren, whoever. Mm -hmm. So I think they'll really rally behind them, these three guys especially. I think so too. Yeah, they they love it. I love how much they love it because like around the world, like we I think when we started the podcast, we had no idea if we'd ever get any listeners down under. And we've had a ton. And it's just been so cool to watch. So um yeah, it makes it exciting watching them. It's good. It's going to be awesome for them, I think. I think that little, that where the track is, it's in the trees by, uh, I think, the velodrome. And it has this little bit of a stadium atmosphere vibe, just the location in the trees. So I think that's going to be really cool for them. Um, it's gonna, yeah, it's got to it's gotta add a little couple percent for them. It'd be pretty hot this weekend, I would think, too, by the looks of, by the looks of it. I guess you're right. I mean, Australia, summertime, midsummer right now, is it? No, midsummer, I think it's summer? probably pretty hot there this week, yeah. Let's look up the temp while we're doing it. Yeah, they would be summer. Um, I got to look up a whole weather forecast right now. Let's go Brisbane. Temp 29 Brisbane. degrees Celsius, 30, th around 30. Yeah, it's going to uh, be hot. Yeah, that's warm. Yeah, that's warm. I got to say, uh, I got to think that Isaac is coming in here um, only only improve, improve, like better than he was last weekend. You know, like coming off the injury, getting a race under his belt, and now coming back to, like, back to Australia where he's been training a ton. You got to think he's looking to get a win here. It's always hard coming back from injury because you know you've put in the work and chances are you've rode with other fast guys and know you're kind of know you're going fast, but it's always a bit of a guess when you get back to the race, how you're going to handle it, how you're going to, you know, if you're going to have the same speed, all that. So I'm sure, I'm sure he wanted to do better last weekend, but I'm sure it was kind of comforting knowing he's, he's still right there after all his time off and looks like he hasn't missed a beat. So yeah, I agree. I think he'll be coming this weekend, super motivated and ready. Yeah, it's a weird dynamic that is, yeah, when you're, if it's been that long, you don't know at the time, right? So, yeah, I, I think he'll be doing well. Yeah, and you, you kind of, like, have a refreshed attitude to sport. You're just stoked to be back and, like, re-energized after time off, even if it's forced time off. Yeah, true. <laughs> Chris Wilkinson in the chat, he's like, you mean jacked Davis? <laughs> he is jacked. Jack is absolutely, he is a unit. <laughs> just an absolute specimen. He's so strong, it's crazy, yeah. yeah. Um, I do think it's a benefit that, uh, so they just had Oceana Champs there this past weekend too. I saw McLean raced it. McLean, Bias, and a few others, but I saw McLean got the Jack. win there. Jack Chris too. Do you think that helps? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Especially because just the one day, it was just Sunday when all the boys raced. So yeah. getting uh, getting some full laps and everything before. Yeah. I mean, you just so, you're so much more race ready from doing a race on it right before. Right. I think. Yeah. So look out for them for that reason too. Um, let's talk about the wagon that is Team Switzerland. Uh, I know we usually <laughs> we usually talk about France first, but let's talk about let's talk about Switzerland. Um, got four studs on that team now. They do, dude. They um, they're the so far they're, they were the team of the weekend last weekend. So at this point, you can only expect them to just do the same. I feel like I mean they got four guys that were were seriously. I mean, you got Simon and Cedric that are just like both on the podium. Um, both guys you now expect I feel like to be in the mains constantly. Um, Gil Brenner wasn't in there, I don't think. But, I mean, we, like, he was my dark horse last weekend. And then uh, Renault was, dude, he was flying last weekend. 
So <laughs> he was. This is going to be a sneaky good track for Renault, I think. I kind of think so, right? Yeah, like really tech, good room. You got to be good on the bike. This suits him well, I think. Yeah. You know what? Let's get all aboard the Renault train here. You know, it's his track. Good time for it. Let's do it. Uncle Randy at 33 years old, <laughs> fucking just riding great. Let's get Uncle Randy in the final. Let's uh, all let's all get behind Uncle Randy for for a final. Speaking of which, I'm an uncle now. I don't think I yeah I didn't say that, but yeah, you're, not my sister. Okay, Bruce, cool. Savannah's brothers, Savannah's brother and his wife just had little baby girl Peyton okay. over the past weekend. So yeah, I'm an uncle now. Dude, congrats! Hell yeah! Congrats! I know, to them. isn't that cool? Yeah. For a second, I thought so, you were gonna say your sister, and I was like, "What do you mean, Lane just had? <laughs> when did this happen?" I get to meet her in Houston. They live in Houston. I'm gonna we're gonna go to the Houston race and stay with them. So I get to meet him, meet nice. her in Houston. Does that mean Savannah's going with you? Yeah. Nice. There you go, Uncle Tory, baby. Uncle, Uncle Tory. Now we can officially call you Uncle T. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Team Switzerland looking build off the momentum this past weekend. I feel like Simon is just getting better every race. I feel like he is just getting on. He's going to get on a roll here. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, on the podium, he's been, I think, he just seems comfortable. I don't know. It just seems comfortable. I think after the, if you want to look back all the way to, uh, to the Worlds, when he won the Worlds, he had the little slump after, and it seems like it's been a slow ride coming back up, but it just seems like he's in a good spot. Like, you know, when you can just tell based off how people are riding, like, in the races also even just like their social media even i know that sounds weird but you can just tell no, yeah. sometimes so he looks comfortable and in a good place and i think that's only good for racing for him so. we got to talk about france i mean obviously we're going to talk about france they are <laughs> they are the riders of the world cup uh got a few oh I, I, dude Leo's what, we out even too. what gary on he's out i didn't see this i don't think i, I think i uh I, someone i think so let me just check before i I just fucking yell that out on the podcast here. But yeah, no, there's definitely a photo of him on a story with his in the sling. He's on a story. Oh, man. That oh. sucks. Poor guy. When did that happen? Was that in the race? Gotta, be, gotta be this week. No. Let's see. He's still painful to watch this video. This is what. Maybe, we got a picture there. Is that from, maybe it's from the Maybe it's from the race. I can't tell I by the post. I don't you know? know if I knew that. Huh. I didn't either until this point. Yeah, I think that was the big explosion picture I photoed. Yeah, the photo I posted of the big explosion they had. I think it was from that. Mm. Oh yeah. man, he looked Fuck. quick, dude. He was riding really well. That's tough to hear. Yeah. So, so he was. Hopefully, hopefully, he heals up well. I don't know. We don't really. I got. We don't really need to say anything about Joris and Rome. I don't think you know what you're gonna get. So it's kind of just. I Here, don't know. Like, let's just put the odds out there right now. Let's just put the over under and off. Romain wins Saturday and Joris wins Sunday. You taking? When is the last time you had two riders this much better than everybody? Like honestly, probably like Sam. Yeah. I guess. I'm not going to say it's two riders, but if I think if you look back to Neek's run in 2019, I think he had a run where I think he won like four in a row. Did he not? Like it was the, wasn't it Holland to Paris? He won like both those weekends in a row or something. Do I need to go back and check this now? He would, he would have won one day in Paris. I think you're right. Yeah. And then also got third the other day and then Holland. Yeah. So yeah, probably. But there hasn't been two guys going at it like he did. Or like they are right now. Sorry, like they are right now. Yeah, I guess the last guy would probably would have been Neek. Let's look in 2019 for there was there was a decent amount of years there where there was quite a few like few different winners. Like no one was really that much better than everybody, you know. Yeah. So in 2019, Neek went eighth at round one, second at round two, first, 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 first. 
and then a, a semifinal, and then a first. So that year in oh, 2019. I was, th- I was thinking of I was thinking of 2018 actually with Neek. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that means 2019, yeah. dude. Like that's. So Neek, yeah. yeah, it's kind of the only person. I think only time like until you look back at Sam and Maris. I think that Sam and Maris year where they alternated yeah, World Cups they, that they yeah. weren't at. Like. Yeah, Sam and Maris will probably. Because then, like, kind of between like Sam and Maris and then Neek, I would say in those other years, it's kind of. There's a lot of different winners and people on the podium and stuff. It it changed more frequently, I feel like. Like it was the same yeah. cast of characters, but no one was like head and shoulders above everybody. No, I don't I don't feel that way there. It was. You were getting a yeah. good variety. Like you were getting the Sylvan Joris. I mean I mean Romaine, you Liam, Graf, or yeah, no, no, the um it's yeah, it was all over, right? I know. So, yeah. Yeah. Um Do you think do you think they go one like one and one again? I mean, I guess smart money would say, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. you want to play odds though. If you want to play odds, then you kind of go like, fuck, they've done it so many times. This can't happen again. Can it? <laughs> I'm going to go. Yeah, they do. They split. Okay. I have a feeling this weekend, just the way the track is, I actually don't think so. I don't know okay. why, but I don't think so. I think somebody, somebody gets in a win. Who? I think it's Isaac. I think he gets a win. He would be like that's the first person I thought too. I yeah. also thought of Cedric Booty for some reason. You know, he could be a sneaky one to slide in uh-huh. for a win the way he's been riding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting to see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked at the same time if I saw. That. Oh, hold up! I got to do something really quickly. Wow, he just left the pod. All right, so we're just gonna we're just gonna talk. Um, we're gonna talk Isaac. I'm not sure if you guys in the chat think he's gonna win as well, but I'd be interested to hear what you guys. Had to say, Palm Daddy's back. What what fucking <laughs> just happened there? Okay, so I have some shirts I don't put in the dryer because they shrink. So I I've had this shirt hanging up on my light that's like was near my fireplace. You catch fire or what? No, no. I looked up and I could just see that the fucking hanger that it was on. I had a I fucking put it on a plastic hanger for some reason and it was melted. And I was like, oh fuck. Oh no. I think it, it was by the that. light. So I rushed. I just had to take it down. But now I'm now I'm concerned where the melted plastic that's is. <laughs> We're, we're going to talk about our answer S squared. Get yours today. Teammate Cam Larson coming off a, a first main event in New Zealand. Let's do it again. It's time to do it again. Time to do it again. I think he will do it again. He was flying, dude. We said it a few times. He was flying in New Zealand. Um, I don't see any reason why it's going to be any different this race. Like, he's been in such good form as of late. His starts mm-hmm. look fantastic. I think... He's one of those guys now where I think his average is very high, his average start, but his top start is a lot higher than a lot of other people. So that's what's He's just building one step after the other. He's ticked off boxes. He's ticked off this one. He's just going to keep grinding and getting better. He's He's been on a steady trajectory if you look at the last year or so. So, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. He's like... You know what? I'm just going to put it in the golf terms. You know, he found the power. He has the speed in that swing. And now every, the past like couple of years, he's just been dialing it in to find the center of the fairway, the center of the club face every time. He just keeps getting better and better, dude. Speaking of which, I've seen a lot of BMXers post driving range picks. Love to see it. Absolutely love it, dude. <laughs> I see a, I see quite a few now enjoying the great game of golf. And I it's just great. You know what? I think... I think action sport athletes like golf because it's so opposite yeah, to what right. we all do. You know, like I think that's a thing. And it's like the fact that you, we just want to, I feel like a, 
aside from our sport, we just wanted to hang out with good people and go do a, something we can compete in, but have a good time and relax and whatever. Golf is that, dude. You just hang out, have a good time, shoot the shit, yeah. and like play a game. In all honesty, there's no better activity I think that promotes like being outside in like nature, spending time with with your friends, and relaxing. And like, I think it's just, yeah. So I think that all goes into account for action sport athletes, especially. Um, I wanted to bring something up, and I don't know when it was a good time, but because we're talking about these riders, I'm just going to throw it in right now. Have you seen? I don't know if it's who it is doing it, but it's someone that's probably messaged us on chatter. We probably chatted with them before. Someone's doing BMX fantasy. I saw that. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah I fucking cool. I love that. I don't know. Like we've talked about it. We've said like somebody needs to do this because I mean we just weren't going to do it, and somebody somebody went in there and did it, and I freaking love it. Yeah, and I mean fantasy and sports betting is huge. Dude, it's huge, and like, dude, this—I mean, that's what we fucking wanted. So, I don't know if it's just World Cups. Someone needs to do sports betting in BMX. Yes, absolutely. I don't know how. I don't know how that even works because the law. I don't know how you do it with like the laws and everything. I'm not sure, but that's above our pay grade. That's yeah. I don't know. That would get really tricky, probably, but. But I feel like this is where you start, you know, you start with like, let's get a fantasy going. And then eventually people will find a way to people are already putting money on them between friends all the time. Right. So eventually you're just going to start finding a way to put money on it, like big money on it. Some through something else. So, yeah. Uh, who else do we have on our list for late mint? Let me take a look here. I mean, there's probably a bunch. I would like to see, um, GB boys. I want to talk to GB boys. So, Oh, we- that's okay. That's, I was going to, Sorry to interrupt. That's yeah. who I was going to bring up next. And I forgot Ross. The big bloke that is Ross Cullen was racing like a bloke <laughs> last weekend. Got pimped in the semi, but he's riding. He makes a main this weekend for sure. The way he's riding. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if he whole shots another semi. And that's how he gets in the main. Yeah. Wins I, a lot of laps running up front. That's what I look for. Right. Yeah. I'm curious to see what goes on with Kai this weekend. He was, uh, didn't see anything out of him last weekend. You know, I didn't. I almost didn't think he was racing, and that's not like him. I think the guy knows he's a, he's a main event guy who's battling for wins and podiums. I feel like so, or at least for podiums. So it's like now I even see him. I was like, holy shit! So expecting a lot more out of him this weekend. I feel like he has a switch he can flick when he wants to, and then just turn it on. You know, that's what I thought for World Cups, but like, where was he last weekend? That's what kind of has like, turned on the switch. Me. Hasn't flicked it yet. He'll flick it, yeah. and he'll be right there. <laughs> He knows the flick doesn't need to be the switch doesn't need to be flicked until later. So he's like, I'll just keep it safe for now. Is he he's in a, like a top spot for GB? Is he the top point getter? Let me know? take a look here. Um, like I said, I think this it's this is as of twenty twenty four. I think, but no, I think this should be overall ranking still. You I mean twenty twenty three or? It says twenty twenty four at the top of the page. Um, Big Q is actually top point score. Where is Kai second? Quillen is first twenty five twenty. Kai is second, 2380, so really, really close. And then Ross is really, really close too at 2247. So Kai's probably not guaranteed for an Olympic spot then. I don't think so. I mean, that's what I'm saying. depends on their ranking or whatever. I just don't know if what I'm seeing online is showing the entire World Cup grouping. It's got it, right? No, it can't just be shown this year. It's got to be shown. Some some countries have their own kind of internal ranking stuff too, so who knows? Uh, you're right, but Big Q did so well in in, uh, in Argentina last year that you got to think like, shit, is he the guy to pick now? Because 
he was killing. They have it. two spots. They have one or two right now. Two, one. Um, they're on the bubble. If I look right now, they are in sixth place. So one, two. Is it? Oh, is it five or six? Fifth or sixth in the ranking? Get fucking. He's got to got to get on the gas then if he wants to go to the O show. I think so. Yeah. Wow. I never really thought really realized that. That's that's gonna be a tough one too. If mm-hmm. what if Big Q? Yeah, I the points are gonna change from them. They're so close. I think it's whoever kind of rides out this year better than the other. But those three are tight. <laughs> yeah, really tight. Holy shit! Especially with I mean, Big Q didn't have the greatest weekend in New Zealand, but he had that hot weekend in, in Argentina, and now Ross looks like he's just turning it on too. Like he's finding his stride in the series. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, who knows what happens this week with them? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, it's exciting. I love looking at this shit. I don't know about other people. Some people don't care about it. They don't want to look at this. I love seeing this and be like, it's super close. Like, let's see what what can happen. So let's let's pick um let's each pick let's pick two winners. Let's pick two podium finishers and let's pick two main makers. How about for elite men? Okay. So two winners. Jarvis and Remain for me. I'm going to pick. I don't know if Romain likes Sleeman as much. He's been here a lot, though, too. Um, it's between like Joris and Romain. Like, who do I think is going to get the dub on this one? I think the... Um, I can't go against my boy, but I kind of feel like Joris might just snag one. I think Isaac's getting one. Okay. Yeah. All right, two two podium finishers. Um, I will pick Simon to be on a podium, and I will pick... I will pick, I will pick, I will pick Carlos to be on a podium. Hmm. <laughs> Go Isaac uh, and Simon. Okay. I like it. Two main makers. I'll go Diego Arboleda. Okay. Uh, Are we going Cedric to stay like, yeah, you're going to Cedric? Diego and Cedric for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, main maker, I will go Ren Carell. And I'll go Larson. I got I got a cam. I got Larson. Mm, yep. Love it. Love to see it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's, two get into let's, elite, let's get into into the elite women. It's hard to imagine with how dominant Sai has been, and now with the World Cup and World Cup weekend in Australia, that she that she'd lose. <laughs> Fair to say. Yeah, I would say you're silly if you don't think she's going to be winning at least one day here. It's crazy talk. Yeah, I think she wins both. You think she goes back to back again? Yeah. Fuck, that would be sick, hey? Yeah. That would be wild. Does. I think she does. Just takes an absolute stranglehold all day on the entire BMX world women's class. That would be nuts. I also think Laza Bear gets on the podium. Yeah, I think those two, I think not just because they're, I think they're at home, so that helps, but Saya definitely gets a win this weekend. I think she's flying like usual. I think it's only good for her on this track. And I think Lauren, the same thing. Good home vibes. She's a vibes mm-hmm. person, I think. I think Lauren's feeling good. Mm. She rides good. So being in Australia, being with good coffee, good food, I think a track that's technical, I think you see her doing well. So I'd see her on the podium. God, I miss the Oz cafes. God, they're so good. Oh, just the brunch. The, the brunch. They just do dude. brunch the right way. Good coffee, good food. It's one of the few places like in the world that you can get both of those together, the same place all the time. Just a fantastic package. Unbelievable. Everywhere. We, it's so hard to find in North America, dude. You know what? It is really hard to find good brunch and good coffee at places here. It's the the thing we're missing. It's the thing we're missing. So, 
Sea Market Cafe, Coquitlam, British Columbia, Canada. <laughs> great spot. It's our one and only, dude. Our one I don't and think only I think the last lunch. couple of times I went home, I didn't go. Next time I go home, I gotta go. Okay. You have to. We get the same thing every time: a latte oh, and the the breakfast plate. The Sea Market breakfast plate, baby. That's yeah, <laughs> every time. <laughs> Got the bacon there's a joke how good it is. Do they put they gotta put like some brown sugar or like maple syrup on that stuff because it is like it's electric. It's so good. <laughs> Lauren just texted me. Well, I tuned in and watched you two live and wow, I gotta mention. You know what, Laws? We just appreciate you listening to the show live. <laughs> tuned in at the right time and fuck yeah, we think you're gonna get in the box this weekend. Laws is trending, she's riding great, starts are looking good, vibes are gonna be high. Laws is gonna kill it this weekend. Full package, baby. AnswerBMX.com. Get yours today. Come on. Get yours today. Um, what about Meryl? It was great in New Zealand. Dude, she is um, kind of joke about her always being that person like at the Worlds or the World Cup. She's going to get her podium. So she's going to do well. But she is really like, she's, it doesn't feel like she's a back burner to Laura at all in the sense of like, it's not like Laura and Meryl. It's like Meryl's her own. Like she's, she can go out there and get a win and it would be like, yeah, she's flying. I want Meryl to go over and grab one of these. Go take one. Mm. Go take one for yourself. Like, just get it. Because it feels she's like it's pulling. right there for her, right? She doesn't yeah, have a win, pulling. right? Right? Yeah. So. Yeah, her gates and first rates especially were really quick in New Zealand. Um, she's trending in the right way. Would you put her on the podium this weekend? I'm leaning towards yes. Leaning towards yes. I like it. What do you think? I think I think yes. I think definitely so. I think I'm a big person. Like I just I picture the person riding the track, and I I always like okay, am I getting good vibes seeing this person racing it? And we I feel like I think the first the hilt over the first jump seems like something that she will do very well at being better than the rest at. Uh, so yeah, I put her on a podium. We haven't mentioned Bethany yet, but besides Saya, she's been the second best. Yeah, I mean, a little bit off in the sense of coming off last year, going win for win with Saya a lot of the time. She looked like she was not up to par with Saya. Saya, but at the same time, she still has that speed where it's like kind of she could just pull it out or pull it out at any time at a win from the outside. I just think she's going to go into, into the Olympics so fast this year and win again. Just come out fucking flying. You think? Do you think like people like her, maybe even Kai as well, are both kind of like they know that the Olympics is what they care about this year, so that's all they're yes. almost focusing on. It's a GB thing. Right. They just do it in every every cycling discipline, and it's it's gonna happen. Yeah. She's gonna win the Olympics again, I think. Oh, it's just crazy to think about. Like that's it's like they're putting all their money and time and effort into that one, which is like what everyone wants to be able to do and does. But so much so that it seems like they're almost. Do you think they see? Yeah, sacrifice the World Cups for that. It's just kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, probably for her. Yeah, I, who knows? But her whole thing, I'm sure, is geared towards the O show because she's yeah already shooing to go. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, she she can kind of just put all the eggs into that. Just like I mean, obviously work hard at these ones and race your best. But her whole year, I'm sure, is to set up to peak at the at the O show and kind of just like well, just sacrifice a little gas at the beginning of the year. Who cares? I still think somehow I think think she takes one win this weekend. I'll say mm. she takes one. Okay. Someone mentioned in the chat here that it's expected to rain on Saturday. Do you think that plays effect in any of our picks or choices? For people that aren't used to riding Supercross in the rain, yeah. Like if you're from Great Britain. If you're from Phoenix, 
then yeah it's <laughs> like we for sure like it's a thing here if you riders in california arizona whatever aren't used to riding in the rain and so not only do they not like it but then you put them on a supercross track and i think it like freaks a lot of them out or it makes them feel very uncomfortable at the very least right if you never ride in the rain it could it seems like a way bigger deal sure we've grown up riding in the rain in canada every i mean often so it's not a big deal we don't care right i think a lot of people it makes a big difference mm-hmm. yeah i think i've been a believer of that too it's that little percentage of comfortability or of knowing that like the people that ride in the rain, like we've said it before, like when it rained, it, it almost felt like it's like, I feel great in this because I know other people feel like shit in this. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. So that's why I was going to ask and bring it up. Cause I mean, there are the people like we, the, 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 not a joke, but like the thing is the GB people, they ride in those in that indoor track all the time. They have outdoor tracks where they do ride in the rain. Like let's be real GB it's rains all the time. So they're, it's not like they're, they've only ridden in a dry temp climate the entire time, but on the supercross track, how often are they doing laps in the rain? Yeah. Um, and the thing is like rain, doesn't make a difference. Like you, especially on the world cup tracks where the grip and the gate is unbelievable. The hill is grippy. The track soil tacked, the turns are concrete. You can pretty much ride the track the exact same. You might just get water on your goggles is the only difference. Yeah. I guess like I know the hill is covered or no, the, the start gate I believe is covered here so it's not an issue but there are people i think that tiptoe through the turn like there you can see the people that kind of tiptoe a little bit more than others where they're they almost don't even doesn't even phase them they're still going low low like carlos will still end up going low low in the turn while somebody else i feel like tiptoes around the outside and you know what honestly at a certain point you kind of just got to say fuck it and go forward and if you slide out you slide out you can't ride i mean obviously you don't want to ride reckless like you might have to ride a bit more cautious in the corners but right certain point you kind of just got to send it. I'd rather, I'd rather slide out than rather just like ride like a wimp and not do anything. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you race if you just tiptoe around mm-hmm. and do yeah, anything. So I think so too. Yeah. I don't know if this is a dark horse pick, but man, Maylene, she's going to make a main this weekend. She rode really, she was super, we talked about it in our recap show, but her first straights were killer in New Zealand and she looks really fast overall kind of everywhere. I think she's going to have a breakout ride this weekend. I like the pick and I, yeah, it is. I don't know if you do call that a dark horse or not, but I don't think she's had a breakout ride in the elite class. So I think mm-hmm. that classifies as one that could be then, um, dude, yeah, dude, her semifinal or was it quarter or semi God, last weekend? So it was so hot. So it's like, you got to think like she puts that together again, uh, at least one of the rounds gets herself in the final and competes up front if she can. Right. So powerful, like yeah. really strong. Yeah. There's a good, there's a too, good like, group of girls right now that I picture in the final. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like we didn't even talk, we haven't mentioned Zoe. Zoe's that's who I was going to, I was going to mention, yeah. mention next. Yeah. What, what, what do we think about Zoe? I don't, she didn't look like the star power that we kind of keep expecting to see from her. Right. From her. Yeah. So it feels like this could be a track that she does find that, that groove. It's very technical. She's great on the bike. So yeah. I want to I want to have her on coffee chatter and talk to her. I know we we reached out before and it wasn't the right timing, but I I'd, I'd love to have her on and and talk to her about her her progress last few years and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be fun to chat with. I know it's tough when it's a second language, but I think she's getting more and more comfortable speaking English. She's she's been enough podiums where she had to do interviews kind of in English, so yeah, well, you can come with coffee yeah. chatter. Come on now. <laughs> come on. <laughs> we don't demand too much on chat. No, no, we, we really we, don't. We'll keep it very basic if we need to. 
We also need to have Diego on, on the show. We haven't had him on. Yet. Yeah. You know what I realized? We, yeah, we haven't had him on a show. We've had him on Chatter Radio back in the day, though. No, sorry, really? Chatter TV. We, on we? Australia, I, I interviewed him for a little Chatter TV episode. I don't even remember that. Yeah, and his English is fine. Like, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, he's good. So, okay. Yeah. The Queen, we can't, we can't not talk about the Queen, Mariana. Back in a final. I hope so. I hope so too. I mean, I just, I just, I love seeing her do well. You just love to see it, don't right? you? It's like, just love to see it. So good. It's a big track. Great rider. You put two and two together. You only expect great things. I, um, you just, you love to see in sport. You love to see legends do well. You yeah, just, you yeah, know, right? it's cool to see them still doing well. It's a, when they're such a good person. It's like, I love I love the, yeah, the history. I don't always need the underdog. If it's like the icons just going to keep chipping away and keep making that story even better and better and better. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's what Mariana's doing right now. Like I want to see her go get like another a medal at the Olympics and just be like, Hey, cool. Thanks. I'll just take my fourth Olympic medal here. I don't think she's a hundred percent physically yet. Um, I think she'll get better each race. Yeah. hundred percent. So she'll, I'm sure she'll keep building the next few months. Kind of feels like she's, she knows it's too early, but she's racing into it. Yeah, kind of racing into shape. Yeah. Into that is, sort of deal, which is never easy to do, especially the hardest part about that is like when you know in your mind what you can do and what you want to do and you just, your body can't do that yet. Yeah. And it hurts inside knowing it. Like you're trying to make it do everything you're it like, can, but it's just not yeah. cooperating. This is all I got. And it's just, I know there's more. I just don't have it yet. Yeah. Crazy. So fingers crossed uh, for her. Team Canada, Molly Simpson. I think she went two what, two semis in New Zealand, I think. I noticed, I noticed in uh, New Zealand that it looked like her riding style changed a little bit. Like, I don't know what she did. Maybe I mentioned this on the other show too, but it looked like her, like her riding style changed. And I think that's like to help improve her track speed. I think that was what she was lacking before was her, her flow around the track. So mm -hmm. if that's changed and she's being more comfortable and this is a track that maybe requires that, could be looking better for her. Knowing her, she would not have been happy not being in the mains last weekend. So I bet she comes out fired up in yeah. Oz. Oh, Canada. Yeah. Um, anyone we missed in women's probably, but, um, a Axel, we missed Axel. <laughs> I laugh. We can't, we can't not the, talk uh, about Axel. It's just the classic. Are we going to see her in like basically on the podium, like fast enough to hold shot from the outside or are we not going to see her? What do we think? The one woman team France now. Kind of is right. She kind of is. Yeah. It's just, just, Carrying the load for the entire women's team. On the Menon, Menon team. gets on the podium. We also didn't mention Menon Veenstra. Two mains last weekend. Got on the box on day two. Gotta think she'll carry the momentum into this weekend. Yeah, 100%, dude. She's finding that groove. Finding the flow, finding her spot. Like it's in the, Her spot's in the final. She's she, really skilled on the bike too, eh? She has spots in the final now. Like, you know those people, like, you can't register for the final, but you kind of have, like, a reservation. She's <laughs> yes. one of those now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she's really she's really skilled on the bike, really comfortable, it seems like. So we keep going back to that kind of thing, like on a big track like this, it bodes well for her. It's going to favor a complete rider, like someone who's a good starter, good on the jumps, that can kind of hold it together around the track. Because I don't think you can hide on this track. I don't think you can just get away with getting out front. You have right. to be able to bring it home to the bank. Can't just get out there, floor it, just cruise it mm, in. You need to stay sharp. I don't think you time. can just hang. I don't think you just get out front and hang on. Yeah. You got to. You got to have some hot, nasty track speed here, I think. 
Like Papinos is kind of that track where if you whole shot out of the first turn and kind of get away, you almost just hold on to it till the finish line, right? Would you say? <sighs> Paps. Like I'm trying to comp- give the comparison for somebody who's thinking about like, what do you mean? Well, t- I'd say like that's that drag strip that's like it's so wide open. If you're a Romain that can whole shot from the outside, it's almost like Papinos pretty long though. Gonna... Like you can still you can still pass there. You can, but it's like how are you going to catch somebody when it's like it's not like there's not a lot of tech in your way to. No, I mean, that's true. Yeah, that is true. I see what you mean. But this one, yeah, you, you can easily make mistakes if that, you're not careful. Definitely. That's kind of what it seems like, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. A- anything else for men and women we missed? Uh, I mean, we did. Like, we missed. Like, there's there's a lot of people of course, we could yeah. talk about. We're not going to go through every person. <laughs> you guys can make your own picks at the end of the day. Um, I think it's going to be another good weekend. Like, the hype around the World Cups right now to me is huge, just knowing it's Olympic year. Having this one weekend off in between, I think the few people that had little crashes, hopefully we're able to heal them enough just to get right back in there and feel 100% or at least in the 90s so they can compete at a high level. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of excitement coming to this weekend. All right, let's get into some questions from the grandstands. Oh, I have them this time too, yeah. Let's go. All right, I'll start. This is a good one. I'll start off with uh, from Nika or Nick Armitage BMX. Do you think they should add an old Olympic track to the World Cup calendar if they were at the condition they were at the Olympics? If so, which one? How do you think it would be for racing it now with the tracks not being as hard as the old ones? You know, in saying that, I think, like we talked about, the New Zealand and this Oz tracks, they're pretty, like, tech, even compared to older ones. Like, I don't think they're, I don't think they're way easier than the previous ones, previous tracks. Right. I think they are, too. Do you think... If we're going to pick an old Olympic track to put on the circuit, which one would it be? I think you got to go Beijing. I think that was the you got to, right? That's what I was thinking too. I was you like, gotta, that's bring by back far, Beijing. I think, the best one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, just, I, I didn't really like London, to be honest. The, the crossover go around box jump was gimmicky. Same the with the tunnel with the women is stupid. Uh, I thought Rio was okay. Like, it wasn't the best track, but I thought it was worked pretty good for racing. Hmm. Tokyo sucked. I would, I would actually bring back potentially London just for the first and the third straight, but I get mm-hmm. that the the second straight for both groups sucked. So, I think if you would have had a normal London second straight, it would have been really good. Yeah. But yeah, I think Beijing was far and away probably the best track, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, I'll go one from Derek NYR. Why are riders allowed to ride the Olympic track? Shouldn't this not be a thing? <laughs> We had a whole rant last show. Yeah, we had a whole rant. I, I don't think it should be a thing, but it is. So it just Yeah, makes it I worse. think it should yeah. be closed down. It should be just lock and key. No one can go. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think they should be built for the event too. I know I understand like it's logistically more expensive and everything, but I I mean just have it at a place where people ride all the time isn't right, I think. No, you can't just you can't just do like oh we're just gonna I know they're going to redo the track, but it's a redo track. Like, no, no, no. You got to It's create the venue. Make a venue. Mm-hmm. and Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, mean day for a ride. Do they have after parties after the World Cups? And who usually wins the party? <laughs> we used to do it every World Cup. We'd go out, and there used to be a good after party. I don't think there is anymore. Is there? <clears throat> uh, I don't know. Not every World Cup, I would say. But there's definitely still a get-together party at a lot of the races. Yeah. So I don't think there was one in New Zealand, but I could... I would bank a good amount of money. There's going to be one in Australia. Australians love to party. The world still usually has one, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Yeah, it usually yeah, does. Yeah, the yeah. world's and probably last World Cup of the year. Yep. 
Definitely big ones. Yeah. But those are those are the two big ones of the year. Yeah, it's not as frequent. There used to be good ones every every time. Who wins oh, though? I'd say the Aussies. Awesome. God, that was awesome when they just had it every World Cup. That was, bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was living, baby. That's what you do. That was just we were living. Race we were. hard, party hard. Come on. Oh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say the people that win them, I'd say the Australians usually win the after party, and then like I don't know who else you throw in there. So whoever the youngsters are. The youngsters always come through and just drink way too much and get let loose. Also true. And whoever has like a good result, usually, right. or whoever like has like a disappointing, they may, whoever's like devastated, they usually go hard too because they're like, fuck, fuck everything. <laughs> That's so true, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're in full YOLO mode. Yeah. Um, Francesco BMX, how many injured last two rounds is the Olympic year putting loads of pressure? Um, well, we highlighted some at the beginning of the show, obviously, some kind of big names that got injured. But yeah, the Olympic year does put on loads more pressure for sure. Like you kind of, even if you don't necessarily, I don't know, consciously think about like, oh, I need to get fourth because I need Olympic points this moto. It's kind of always weighing on you. Like almost every day in a way, like you kind of always thinking about it and training. There's more like media, depending on what your country you're in leading into, into even World Cups and you're doing more pre-Olympic interviews and all that. So there's, it's constantly there. So certainly there's a lot more pressure and more expectation. There's more, I don't know, you're not, it's hard to race as carefree as other years. Right. Yeah. That's just, I would say. Yeah. The intensity is just so much higher, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. So shit happens when it's like that. Yeah. I think the next question was from Will Hamilton. Hamilton, it was the same thing, basically. What's with all the yeah. injuries? Like, I think it's just that. It's the Olympic year. Intensity's up. Everyone's willing to risk a little bit more. So. That's a big part I was going to add on to. Like, people are just like, you know what? I'm this the Olympics. I will break myself off to try and <laughs> to try and get fourth in the semi. And that's why I think at Olympics too, you have more injuries because people yeah. are just willing to fucking send it kind of with no regard and just don't really care if they get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen it in like pretty much every Olympics. It seems like there's a race or a time where somebody does goes a little above and beyond what you'd expect at a normal race and something happens. Rio, the first day was next level. Oh. The amount of crashes and injuries. Dude, that I think that day, out of all the Olympic days we've had in BMX, has been the worst for injuries and crashes. It was 100%. warfare out there, dude. It was absolutely warfare. It was warfare. just like, we're playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare or something out there. It was fucking gnarly. Crazy. And it was super windy, so people were having to break and just sprocket grind firm jumps and whatever, <laughs> dude. It was after the first day. It was We're just glad to get through it. It was wild. Yeah. Like, that was wild. That was crazy. Crazy. Um. From Huff Daddy Shea, what a name! Do y'all do y'all feel Americans have fell behind on the international stage because of the tracks here, or stage because of the tracks here? I don't think the tracks plays. It does, I think, contribute to skill development. I don't think it has as big of an impact as people think because I think no matter what track you ride, you can develop skill set and become a really good jumper, manual, or whatever. It does make somewhat of a difference, but I think it's more so like national team programs, coaching all the above with that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't I, I agree. It's not the tracks. I think, no, I, I feel like they've the fell, fallen behind. If you look back at like the, the 2012 era in and in and around that era. But I, yeah, I think you just had an anomaly of exceptionally good riders coming through the ranks at that time where USA just seemed to be on another level and all the other countries around the world slowly caught up and gave support to riders to, to push them through and to be just up there now is with them. So I don't think it's because of the tracks. I also think a lot of the other countries are just caught up to the U S yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Like there's, you know, it happens in other sports as well. Like you see it in a lot of, for many years, U S dominates some sports. And then when you're also, when you're the top country, every other country is all, always like has you as the standard and mm -hmm. they're pushing for that. And eventually at some point they're going to reach it or go above. It. it happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And when you have an, like at the end of the day, like riders come through who are kind of like anomalies or they're like, they just, they, they're the special kinds like Connor or Corbin, Nick, mm. Nick were like those three for the U S for such a long yeah. time. If you think about it like that. So it's like, it's hard to like just bring three guys up to their level because they were such a high level. Also. Okay. Look at Holland. Holland's been a great national team and had many top guys, world, world cup, world champ winners, whatever. Look at them now. Like when Nick's gone, I mean, they're not the powerhouse. They're not, they they're not a top country anymore even. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's not just the, yeah, it's not just the U S I think the U.S. amateurs also dominate the worlds this year too, with being in the U.S. So, right. yeah. yeah, it's an interesting topic. But, uh, oh, is it your turn? I'll go it's sure. If uh, well, I don't even know how to answer this question, but Breezeguards World, Breezeguards World. If the Sleeman Supercross track was out of action this weekend, what other track in Brisbane would you race? I have no idea. I have no clue, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no idea. No idea. <laughs> Yeah, let's go back to uh, fucking Shepherd it. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good track, no? I mean, decent. Yeah, I thought it was that. It's, I'd say it. it's fine to go back yeah. there for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the poor post race interview is getting some heat in the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's got some heat. We got some. I got to watch the post race interviews more carefully this weekend because yeah. I didn't really pay attention to them. Just, it, yeah. you just got to watch like one or two to know if it's going to be the bad one or not. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, uh, Mason James, who's going to get Olympic spot for ends dead? I mean, it'd be Rico, right? Yeah, dude, it's. I think it's. Let me just check. It's probably points. pretty tight. It's, Daniel Franks. <laughs> can you imagine? It's got to be between it. Uh, Shout out Daniel Franks. Thanks for listening to the show, man. He uh, he saw you post about it. <clears throat> Excuse me, post about it this past week. So thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate it. Love to hear it. Uh, news. It's got to be tight between Bias and. Rico, right? Yeah, that's Bias what I was, might be ahead of him even. That's what I was thinking. It's really close. Uh, it uh, shows... no, Rico's probably ahead. He won a lot, so it counts as like a semi and elite. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So because of those, he's ahead by a bit. So that Rico is ahead nineteen eighty, and then uh, Bias is fourteen ninety. So four hundred. I would points. pick. I would for sure pick Rico anyway. Like, I think if you're looking at two riders who's probably gonna do better at the Olympics, it'd be Rico. Plus, he's younger and will probably go to like another two. So I think it's a no-brainer to pick Rico regardless. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I think these play races, like I think this year's big for both of them. Just now that Rico's has stepped up in the elite class, honestly, like it's kind of like, okay, you got your points in U23, but let's see how you do in the elite class. That's how I kind of view it as. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like, I think it's smart that he raced it because he always has those results to fall back on and say, hey, I got the points. Like, how can you not pick me? But I definitely think it's like, it, let's see who does better this year. And then we'll be like, okay, well, who's done better in elite now? That's how you, mm -hmm. the comparison will be for Michael, I think. Yeah. Jack Hudson, 44. Who do you think has been the most scared of the Aussie wildlife? I like it. <laughs> Ryan Tugas. <laughs> Is our guy not like the Aussie wildlife? I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. You know, he's a, he's a standard. He likes what he likes. He likes his chicken parm parmesan or, you know, his uh, penny Alfredo, I should say, you know, for dinner. So. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Who who would you pick that's scared of that kind of stuff? Let's go um Simon Marcourt. I bet he's really scared of like spiders <laughs> and stuff. I'm gonna go Simon. 
That's a good answer. That's fair. Um, dude, I don't know. Fucking Meryl. <laughs> That's another person I thought of. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I thought that. So let's go with those two. Yeah, there you go. There's two. <laughs> Pro Gate Europe winning starts with a great gate. Um, enjoy the World Cup this weekend. And we'll be back for a recap show after the World Cup weekend. It's going to be great, people. So snap Thanks on green, listening. everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah, snap on green. Snap on green. Yeah, well, what's this friggin' podcast all about? I don't get it, man. Coffee chatter? Get off my back, guys. <laughs> you have to be fast in the truck. I hate that guy. <laughs>